Welcome to Slingin' the Pill Media. I am your host, Jeff Tuckett, and Tyler Fessler will be joining me shortly. Uh, we are previewing the 2022 season that is coming up here in a couple months, and it is uh, the last couple months have been flying by, and football is just around the corner. So uh, to preview what we're going to do, to preview the preview, I guess, uh, Tyler and I are going to go classification by classification and break down our top 10 teams in each classification. And we're going to first release our 1A preview, which we're about to do here. Um, and then we will all do it every two weeks or so. We will uh, release our preview for the next classification, uh, going 1A through 6A. We're also going to break down the preseason far too early uh, offensive and defensive uh, MVP candidates. So we're really excited about this. Um, me and Tyler have been doing this for a while. Um, actually, I guess it's only been a year, but we've been, we've been roommates. We've known each other for a long time. Um, this went from kind of being a business idea to more of, of a, a hobby as our life's gone on. But um, here's uh, the preview for uh, 1A. which last season ended up being quite a a lot of fun actually there was a lot of um high scoring offense for 1a uh, a lot of highlight plays uh throughout the uh, duration of the season and then that state championship game and some of those playoff games were just awesome just really fun to watch uh, there's a lot of high-quality talent. There's some, some D1 talent uh, in 1A. Um, so this next year, I think we're going to see a lot of those same teams that we saw in the, the latter part of the postseason, this last season, that are going to be uh, able to shine. Um, some of those teams that are um, coming in hot and have been good for the last couple of years. And then there's obviously those same programs that are uh, high-quality every single year and having have an awesome culture um to start out with 1a i guess we could kind of go over our our top tens here that me and tyler have uh have come up with and we've been looking at them a while here we've been looking to see look at some transfers and uh just so we can get a full picture of what the the rosters are going to look like this next season so uh, do you have that that top 10 for 1a tyler yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy because there's only, I mean, last year there was only 11 um, teams in 1A, right. so um, kind of kind of tough to, to divvy it out. Um, but really, uh, for those of you who listened to the podcast last year, you guys know I was huge um, on Kanab. Uh, I love the Cowboys. I think uh, last year they did get robbed. Um, I mean, they, they ended up uh, getting a first round bye, then playing North Summit in the second round, beating them, and then losing to 1.2 Lane Christian Academy, um, which later fell to Duchesne in the championship. So, uh, Kanab, I think they were they were at the cusp last year. I think this is the year they're going to get to the state championship game. So, I do like Kanab. I think that... Uh, being out there, uh, not a whole lot to do in Kanab, and so football is everything out there. A lot of farms and stuff like that. So I, I really think Kanab uh, won. So I, I actually have a top five on on one A. I didn't do sweet, top ten. Sweet. But, um, okay. So I have Kanab won. 
Uh, Milford, two. Uh, Duchesne, I think they take a little bit of a step back in at the three spot, um, but I do like these guys and where they're at. Um, and then coming in at number four, I want to go with North Severe. Um, I'm trying to find those, you know, the little diamonds in the rough uh, where it's like, you know, are they... Uh, can they make that jump or are they just going to kind of stay uh, stagnant and then finally uh, at number five I'll, I'll go with LCA so I did top five for for 1A but again Kanab Milford Duchesne North Severe followed by LCA um, but I do think Parawan I mean they're gonna they're gonna make some noise uh, Enterprise uh, they came on really strong last year but ended up losing to LCA at home so that's why I think they're gonna take a little bit uh, of a step back there but uh, should be a lot of fun I we, we loved 1A last year. We loved talking about it. Uh, really unique classification, and I can't wait to, to see what these boys do uh, this year. Because, like you said, there was a lot of fun games. And, uh, you know, the, the LCA game, uh, LCA Enterprise, LCA Canab. I mean, we had some really, really close games in the in the state championship, in the, in the playoffs. Whereas other other classifications didn't. Seems like a, a lot of the big boys kind of just swept through them. But this one was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I, and it was a lot of fun to watch. It, unfortunately, there's a pretty big separation between the top teams in way 1A and the bottom teams in 1A. As I was kind of skimming over the schedules for next season, I did notice that teams like Monticello were playing a lot of smaller schools from out of states, like in, in southern Colorado and stuff, which I think is, is awesome because I don't think it benefits them or Rich, you know, to play LCA, who's stacked with Division One athletes, and then lose eighty-two to zero as they did in, in the playoffs. So, um, but yeah, the first the, that top five is is pretty dang good. Um, I, a lot of my my top fives are, are the same as your top fives, maybe not in that, that same order. But um, yeah, I'll go over my top ten here. I'll start with number ten, and we'll we'll add in a little bit of a flair on the back end to these top ten, but. I got at number 10, the Monticello Buckaroos. Um, they lost Lance Draper, who is their best receiver um, and one of their best, best defenders as well. They still have J.B. McDonald coming in at quarterback and Landon Ewart, I believe that's how you say his name, and a receiver, as a receiver. So <clears throat> they're uh, not going to be too bad. I mean, all subjectively, I think that I have them winning like two or three games this next season and uh i just have no idea how good or bad these teams that they're playing from out of state are going to be so i have monticello at number 10 at number nine i have gunnison valley uh one of their the, their best player for sure jack hansen was a as a, a great player and um he did really everything for them, and obviously he's going to be gone this next season. Uh, I don't know too much about what they're going to be putting on the field next year, so I'm going to put them at number nine. Number eight, yeah, I have North Summit at number eight, so the Braves. Uh, obviously, they're going to be losing some players too. Kale Hobson is going to be graduating as well, and I still see them going to having a, a comeback year uh um, a, a building year for a rebuilding year for next year. Number seven, Parawan. Uh, the Rams have once again lost a lot of talent in Trevin Yardley and Jace Little and many other important players to their their team. There's a couple. There's a couple teams that are just really tough because 
they're losing a lot of players, but they're, they have such a well-structured culture that it's hard to tell where they're going to be. <laughs> I kind of compare them to, like, Juhab right. last year. Juhab lost, like, everybody last year, but I didn't put drop them too far down because they do have that winning culture. They're always there. So it's kind of hard to know what to do with them. And I feel like Parawan might be um, in that category. So that's seven. Number six, who was in your top five, I have North Severe. Um, if you remember last year, North Severe, they uh, they were really good to start the season. I think that they were one of the best teams to wins over expectations to start the year. Um, we thought they were going to win one or two games, and they started off like four or five and zero oh or something like that, and then they kind of faltered a little bit from there. But they're returning a couple good players in Aaron Gale and Cannon Boswell. Cannon Boswell is amazing. So on both sides of the ball at running back and DB. So, um, yeah, those are my my ladder of the five. Going into my top five here. And you had Milford at number two. I have Milford at number five. To this day, uh, Bo Hardy, the quarterback at Milford, is one of the most fun quarterback talents to watch. I watched their game against San Juan last year in Milford, and it was electric. I think there was like 90 or 100 points scored in that game altogether, and it was just just electric. It was super fun to watch. Bo Hardy was uh, dynamic, really fun to watch. So I have Milford at number five, and they also have Trey Rose coming back. Number four, Enterprise. Enterprise, I feel like, is on a tier, is in that, that second tier of, of teams in 1A this next season. They have a lot of returning players going back. Awesome, um, the Drake kid. They have. They just have a lot of players coming back. Um, They're pretty feisty in, in basketball as well this year, losing to San Juan in a heartbreaker uh, in that basketball championship. They just have a lot of good athletes that are coming back. So I have Enterprise at number four. Number three. The Canab Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be good. I mean, you have them at number one. I have them at number three. So, all in all, we both feel like they're going to be a force this next year. Uh, I mean, they got they got a lot of good players going back. They got their quarterback coming back and Garrett Bone. I believe Parker Franklin is uh, going to be a, a senior this next year who might be, you know, the second best running back in, in 1A. And uh, Casey J. They got a good coaching staff. We got to interview them last year. So, Canab, I mean, they lost in the heartbreaker last year to LCA in the, the semifinals. So, I mean, they were right in the neck of it last year, and they are returning a lot of players this next year. Number two, LCA. And this one, honestly, earlier today I was thinking about it. One and two are really, really close. And you could honestly probably just switch them back and forth. Um, but uh, I had them winning, I think, in my projections, like six to seven games in the regular season. That wasn't a knock on LCA. They just more power to them. They have a pretty difficult schedule that they put together, which I think is far more admirable than putting you know, some of the lower end 1A teams because their team is so stacked. I mean, they were turning all of their like division one players. It's insane. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how they're not, how they didn't absolutely destroy, you know, some of these teams like, like even Duchesne with their, with their talent. So, but 
I mean, they were young this year. They got that uh, de- defensive tackle, Tavita, that just signed with Oregon. Uh, Malik Johnson, who's getting D1 looks. And then, obviously, Josiah uh, Muala, who might be the best running back in the state. <laughs> so, they're all coming back. And their new coaching staff is obviously awesome. Uh, I mean, there's obviously the controversy of being a private school and being able to recruit. I don't want to go into that, but obviously some of these smaller schools don't, you know, wish they were probably higher, um, in the higher classification. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, as a private school, um, and, and, you know, I grew up uh, in, in, in Syracuse, Utah, so not super far from LCA. Actually, um, one of my friends went there. She asked me to their prom. Um, so uh, looking at it and, and being around some of my friends that went there and stuff, personally, I'm for it. Um, I don't, uh, if a kid wants to go and play somewhere, let him go and play somewhere. Now it gets into recruiting and, you know, what they're, what they're offering and stuff like that. But if you can go and showcase your talent and you think that, you know, going to an LCA or, or other private schools across the state, you think that you're going to get a better look, why not? Why would you not do something that to, to help yourself out? Um, I mean, I think there's there's some good there's some goods on that end. Some cons, you know, are, are, are you losing your friends, uh, travel time, uh, if you're going down or whatever in classification, are you you might look like a superstar, but out of five A six A school, would you just be another guy? Those kinds of things. I, I think it's fine. Um, the the bad part about one A though is just the the distance that they have to travel and stuff. Um, and it's yeah. kind of like you, you you like look at it like LCA. They're really not near any one of these guys. I think the closest yeah. might be Rich. I think. Um, over just over the, the hill and stuff like that. So like, you know, but if you put them into two A, they're still kind of on an island there too. And they most certainly, I don't, I don't think they would, you know, they could go up to three A where Morgan would be a little bit closer and Grantsville and stuff like that. But so I mean, I, I, I think I'm fine with it. Um, but I think there's some caveats too, and I think college coaches would be looking at that and, uh, you know, how is he going to, how will he compare to someone that goes to, you know, like an Orem. Um, would he just be another guy on the forum team or whatever? But um, anyway, that, that's kind of my thoughts. A lot of people make a lot of big deal out of it. I don't think it's. I think it's kind of unnecessary. But that's just my my opinion. Yeah, I think that I don't really have a problem with the recruiting per se. Um, I know that their their uh, basketball team just won the three A state championship against Grantsville this last year, and I just am kind of confused as to why they're in one A rather than a higher classification. I mean, it's probably just because, the you know, football, you need 11 positions, which is a lot for a smaller school. But I think that they would, could compete, you know, with some of these higher division schools really well. And, and uh, I think it would just actually be better for the players. You know, that's what I think myself. Mm-hmm. But because honestly, I mean, not to get ahead of the show, but I do have LCA uh, winning the national, not national championship, the state championship this year in 1A. I think it's going to be a... a I'm not, you know, they're going to redo what they did last year. They're going to play against Duchesne again. Um, but, yeah, I just think that these these teams would be able to compete in some of these higher uh, classifications. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I once again, 1 and 2, it's like 1A, 1B. But I have number 1 as Duchesne. Um, once again, their culture is just um, amazing. They have a couple of, of key players coming back. 
they have one of the the Gaines, I believe Gaines is how you say the last name. Brothers coming back, obviously Parker uh, uh, Parker Scott is um, it's Parker Crum. I think his real name Scott on Instagram. Parker Crum is going to be the best quarterback in one A for sure. I mean, he's dynamic. He can throw it in the air. He can he can take it on the ground. He can beat you in multiple ways. And then I think that Parker Crum is going to be. I mean, he was a sophomore last year, which gives him two more years uh, to play. And I think that he, they're going to be hard to beat as long as he's behind center. So, I mean, Duchesne, yeah, Draker, uh, good lift is going to be there as well. And he's, he's a really good player. And obviously their head coach is just all he does is win-win. So I think that the the top, I think the top four in 1A uh, are, are, I think the top two, first, probably your top tier where you have a lot of talent. And then the t- second tier, you probably have Cannabis Enterprise. And then I don't think, unfortunately, any of those teams under there will um, be able to be uh, contenders for the state championship. At least that's how we see it preseason. Who do you have going to the state championship in 1A? Um, I want to go Canab Milford. Um, a little bit different. I do think um, LCA is good uh, and, they, and they proved it, but... I don't know what happens. I mean, like, uh, you know, they get in these, I mean, uh, on some days they looked like the most unstoppable force last year. Um, on other days it was like, you know, uh, it ends up like a 13 to 14, like, like Canab LCA did, or, or even in the state championship, 18, 14. Um, it was a high flying offense, but when you run into these, these tough, small town, you know, farmer kind of you know blue collar mentality. I think I think it plays to it, um, but I will. I that's why I'm not putting them up there. I think Duchene does take a step back. Um, I, it's hard to say um, as far as um, when, when you look at it. You know, culture. Uh, who are they losing? Who are they gaining? Those kinds of things. So that's why I want to go Canab uh, Milford. That's why I had them as my my one and two. Um, and I take uh, at this point Canab um, over Milford just because, like I said, I like the I like the defense that Canab showed. They didn't allow a lot of points. They didn't score a ton throughout the season, but they have a they're, they're kind of an opposite of where the sport's going, where it's all offense. They're very very good defensively, and I think that will play out um, in the the state tournament uh, in November. Yeah, I think Canab's a solid pick. Like I said, have them having them at three and just losing to LCA last year. I think that's a pretty solid pick, and they could definitely make a run at it. I feel like last year they started off a little slow, and we took their – I think they got beat pretty bad against Beaver, and then we kind of lost a little faith in them, at least I did, and then they kind of they kind of came uh, back to, to what they truly were towards the end of the season, so – I think Canab's right. a, a solid pick to be in the, the state championship. So, um, uh, at, at Sling of the Pill, at least on our Instagram, we do have our Tutty Awards we give out, which we have a, a 1A MVP, you know, a 2A MVP, a 1A quarterback of the year, you know, those kind of awards. Um, uh, you can be thinking about this as well, but my preseason awards uh, for – 1A Defensive Player of the Year and 1A Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, 1A Offensive Player of the Year, it's a two-way race, like I said in, in my mind. I think it's going to be uh, Josiah Mwala. Um, I think that he's probably 1A because I think that, he once again, he was one of the, the best running backs in the state. and He's coming back again this year. Um, I don't think that... And then Parker Crum 
is going to be right there behind him. Um, defensive player of the year. I mean, I for some reason I had him in mind that Tavita, I'm going to butcher his last name, the defensive tackle for uh, LCA, uh, Palmee. I think that, you know, obviously being committed to a pack of school like Oregon, he's, he's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. I mean, it's going to be hard for a 1A center to even, you know, you're going to have to double, triple team him to, just to stop him. I mean, the, a lot of these these 1A linemen, you know, are buck 50, something like that, having to block a Division One Pac-12 uh, commit. So that would be difficult. Malik Johnson had like eight picks last year. I think he'll be up there for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Goodliffe and Duchesne once again. Cason James on the defensive defensive end. Cannon Boswell at DB. Those are probably my, my defensive player of the year uh, preseason candidates. Uh, do you have anything in mind for, for those? No, those were the kind of kids uh, when I was kind of going through the, the statistics this morning. Those were kind of the same ones. Like you said, when you're when you're committed to a Pac-12 school or 1A, um, you're obviously something special uh, because I, I, I think at some point, uh, you know, the Pac-12 and stuff, they're not only going to just look at game tape, you know, you're going to camps, um, you're yeah. going to to those kinds of things, and if if a team like Oregon, uh, you know, who, who played in the the, the Pac-12 championship the last year and have gone many times since the Pac-12 has uh, became a, a, a conference, formerly Pac-10, right? Well, since that is, I would say that that you're you're spot on on that um, because they're going to see something that that you we might not see because it's like, man, this guy's just an absolute wrecker. Um, but is it, you know, 150 guys? Well, obviously, he he really does have the talent because he's he's being recruited um, by those top schools. So those were the the kind of ones. Uh, Parker Crown, like you said, uh, absolute stud um i'm excited to see how he plays uh running back kind of going away in in modern day football you know so it's awesome to see you know josiah moala up there and uh, might be able to take home the, the tutty award at the end of the season yeah yeah i think so too and i know moala i'm pretty sure he's been he's at least had offers or visits at least to schools like oregon state so you know he <laughs> it's pretty crazy for a 1a school to have multiple kids getting Division One looks, not just Division One, you know, Pac-12 looks. So, right. Pretty, pretty crazy. So, I mean, that's, that's all we have for one. 